Bogoski on Instagram. Alex, did you get an earring? <laughs> Wait, that's weird. You were just looking at Alex Bugaski's Instagram. This is not a photo of him, though. Look, you're hearing us look at Alex Alex Bugaski's Instagram. I was trying to figure out what's up with Alex. Before we hit record, you were looking at Alex Bugaski's oh Instagram. Oh Laying in bed, staring at the stars. His cracked laptop lid's gonna go ding. Someone mentioned you on a strangely persistent <laughs> podcast. Look. Now there is matcha on the mind. Let's just pretend I was asleep for the beginning of this. This is a problem you faced in the aisle at the store, or you purchased it and brought it home and actually opened it? Bienvenue, à 9000, episode 183, des pierres qui fondent dans ma bouche. Oh, très bien, Joshua. Ah, merci, mon ami. Mon ami, Marc Brush. No, Marc. Et ici avec moi. It's a nice French name with a French spelling. Why do you say... Your name has? Wait, say again. Marc. Marc. How do you say your name in French? Uh, Josh. Mm. Although when I was in French class in high school, you know, you got to kind of select your own name, your yeah. French name. All right. Je m'appelle Jean-Pierre. <laughs> it feels like there's some French equivalent to Josh, that it wouldn't just be Josh. Jean? Or is that an equivalent to John? That's John. Hmm. Let's look up Joshua. Ah, Jacques. Or is that Jack? That's Jack. Um, oh, you found something. I did find something. Is that right? Let's hope so, I guess. J-O-S-U E accent Aigu? Aigu. Josué? 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 Josué. Oh, is it going to pronounce it for me? I do sway. Yep, sure you do. In the breeze, like a you want oh. to be that flexible blade of grass, Mark Brush. Brush is is often kind of prickly and rigid, is it not? I, I don't know why I never thought about that before. We've had this flexibility conversation. Jo- Joshua. 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 I think in terms of brushes, That's the, yeah, I'm listening. you might be like more of a, a briar patch. Maybe we should start calling you Mark Briar Patch Brush. Josué. Josué. Josué dit que Marc Josué. est comme un... You come on comme yourself. On, comme on dit Briar Patch. I'm not, I'm not a Briar Patch. A little bit sometimes. I'm more like when a... It, when you need to be, when it counts. Like an onslaught of red algae. When the chips are on the table, you're a Briar Patch. Slimy. <laughs> you're slimy. <laughs> Bright, slimy, and I ooze in large waves. Oh, oh! I got real tired all of a sudden. Well, it's been it's been a minute of setup here. It's been a minute of setup. It's down in the rumpus room. <laughs> and I forgot to set the mood lighting. So that might have been part of the problem. It was yeah. too bright. Things are a little more sultry now. That's You'll like, just have to trust us on that one. That late night jazz club intro always. <sighs> 
this is a mature podcast. It is. I think it's, when we started, it was a bit more ribald. We're eager. Hectic. We're thirsty. Do you remember on episode one, Mark? I think episode one closed. We were having a conversation in my old office. You were sitting on a couch and you'd been leaning back in full brushy and storytelling mode. So you can like, and there was plenty of room. You could swing your arms about, make your big grand points. And I think you had probably made some sort of uber incisive uh, comment on the state of the food industry. And then you leaned forward and looked behind you. You're like, was I leaning against your gym shorts? <laughs> and I said, oh, yeah. Yeah, I think I uh, I put those there after karate the other night. <laughs> well, Josh, that's one of our famous segments to the archives. Why not just do that right now? Why not? Let's hear it. Let's Why, go back to episode one. one? You got So back then. That's a lot of scrolling. You got to give me a minute. I think we need to keep our first time listeners in mind, Mark. Let's set the stage. This podcast is about many things. Once upon a time, it was called Natchcast, and it was all about the food industry, but the bleeding edge of the food industry. Mm -hmm. It was Natchcast up until, oh, I just passed it. It switched at mm, 70, 70. Episode 70. Yep. I wonder why we picked that number. And then at some point, it must have shifted to N9K, 9,000. It did. It became N9K. I'm going to tell you when that was, too, since I'm in the scrolling mode. Well, you're our able-bodied historian. Here's a quick shift to NA. That was just an iteration of the logo, NA. We used to have buttons that said NA. Nah. I still have those. Those are great buttons. I still have them, too. Collector's item. Well, N9K, N9K, Natch reacts. What is, what is happening in this stretch, Josh? Holy, what, this was a, this was a renaissance. Ah, oui. I'm looking at, okay, episode 127 called Saturday Brunch. Which, which appears to be a picture of you maybe having cut your finger doing something with an avocado. That's what it looks like to me. That has N-A as the logo. The very next episode is Natch Reacts. Well, that that was a fabled uh, segment where I think, you know, Mark, we were just having a discussion about how, as a podcast studio, nay, think tank, Natch is a legitimate business organization. We've drawn up, uh, we're an LLC or something. We have a tax number. There's articles of ownership that have been drafted and signed. Very official. Articles of organization. And so in the early days, when when the world of podcasting was jejun, shall we, shall we say, Mark? Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Jejun. We were trying to find that big hit, right? <laughs> and I remember you coming to me. You were saying that videos, reacts videos were really popular <laughs> and that we should try and do... Me? Yeah, I think the reacts thing was your idea. Like, oh. we should do a reacts thing where, like, we just react to stuff. I'm looking at this as five years ago, I'm talking. This was five years ago when you came to me <laughs> and said, let's react. And so I think it was, I would just throw things at you and you'd react, but then it kind of morphed into a game show where I would, like, right. I was very, I don't know. And it's the subject, it's just the sore but delightful subject of our perhaps best episode ever mm. that sadly never came to light. Remember? Oh, yeah. The one where there was... With the, the dingus guy? What was a? Oh, the moon dingus. <laughs> the moon 
Moondingus. Oh, yeah. That, you know, it's pretty impressive. We, we did start this episode. That Moondingus episode. What you heard, my my French there at the beginning, I'd, I'd already had three runs at that because we were having technical difficulties, which happens very rarely. You got to admit, for having done 183 of just the core podcasts, that's not including all our supplemental content. Well, that's there that, have been very few technical errors, but the the moon dingus well, there have been very few among them. Very few technical successes either. Now, I would disagree with you there, Josh. Look at this stretch. All right, this take is, me there. Six, five to six years ago, I'm looking at in the face November. Mm. So that we were deep in on the in the face series. Well, we must have been in the. I mean, that's like middle of the season, football wise. Well, no, November is the episode in. Remember? Oh, <laughs> of course. <laughs> then it one tw- natched one. Uh, excuse me, NA one twenty six to fidget. Followed by I think the very first Natch reacts. Mm, mm-hmm. Followed by the one twenty seven Saturday brunch. I told you with the avocado blood smear. Followed by reacts Bane and Brady. Mm. Followed by episode one twenty eight, which has no logo whatsoever and is called the Golden Natch Cons. The 2017 Golden Natch Cons. Did we give out awards? And <laughs> we must have. And features a quasi Boguskian figure holding a glass orb. Do you remember this? I think maybe we should see what's going on there. I mean, I've, I've kind of already recreated the. Uh, oh yeah, I remember that one. I've what? kind of already recreated. All right, we'll do that the, one too. The karate shorts incident. I don't know. We need. Do we need to listen to that in real time? Happen. Followed by one twenty nine peanut butter hot dog. Followed by a music entry called "Sexy Bane Karaoke." Wait, wait, don't wait. don't. <laughs> I want to. Is peanut butter hot dog have a like an alien looking guy on it? Or am I, I thinking of a different episode? No, but it actually has a some sort of hot dog with what appears to be ketchup, mustard, and peanut butter. Is that is that one of your creations? I don't think I made that. You think I made that? Maybe we were using generative AI way back then. We've always been kind of ahead of the curve. Peanut butter hot dog. I'm curious about that. Is that would that be good? You wouldn't eat. I bet it would be all right if you liked peanut butter and hot dogs. Followed by sexy bane karaoke. Followed by a reacts. I think sexy bane karaoke is maybe our most listened <laughs> I to hoping. track. I was, yeah, it, it's up there. Followed by another reacts. I'm too sexy. Followed by there's a. Then there's an episode with no logo whatsoever. Tell oh, me. I'm sorry. There it is. It's buried on his tongue. It's so tiny. That was that was your thing for a while. Your aesthetic was all about the tiniest <laughs> logo but, imaginable. But, and, but there was no logo whatsoever. And then fine. And then another reacts. And then we shifted to N9K. That was a, a, a developmental, explosive period of discovery. It sure was, Mark. I mean, I, this has been. It's explosive every time in its own way. <laughs> you disagree? Sounds funny. Okay. Sort of like a that's what she said joke. Sounds more like a diarrhea joke to me. Yeah, I'm, all, I'm here. So you're telling me at the end of this episode, 000, episode 000, by the way. Well, now that was deliberate because I knew that we would get into the hundreds at least. That, that you know what that was? I, I think I even told you at the time. That's like that was like planning a flag. It's yeah. like yeah, we're making a podcast. This is episode zero, but there's going to be at least a hundred of these guaranteed. Oh, plane to Russia. That was our intro. That was yeah. That's an old New Age Dad classic. Welcome to the Natchcast. This is the Natchcast. 
and something to talk about. Oh, that's right. This week on the Natchcast, can you grow without this is almost even more professional than we are now. That's like time. That's like a that's like clickbaity intro. I want to go to the end. You're telling me at the end is in your soul. I went and worked out oh. at the dojo today. They had a Oh no! It was a workout class on PBS while I was folding laundry. It was I think it was I believe it was about Ecuador. Or no El Salvador. Before or after it was about El Salvador and it was talking about how the Seems like if you knew you'd been leaning against my gym shorts, you'd be yelling more, but it might have already happened because I was talking about the dojo. So that, I mean, I, the, this documentary seemed like it was a little bit... Uh, had, had, had a mild agenda, but, but they were talking about how now all these... They're training all these people as farmers. I'm not... I'm trying to find, like, a spike in the audio. I worried that we'd have trouble finding the, the moment, but... It's an explosive moment. You're right to look for that leap. Wait, what? Oh, oh, I see. People turning to crime. I just did it. Sorry, those are my workout shorts. Yeah, this is 17 minutes in. What was I doing? It was a workout class using like a kind of a Pilates ball and doing all these different moves. Oh, I love that class. Is that in this episode or yours? No, that's coming on up there. Dude, it's wonderful. And Mike, one of the instructors there, uh, he taught this great class, and we were using these plotty balls. And so I was wearing those, and then I came home and took a shower, and I just rinsed them and washed them in the shower. So. Oh. <laughs> just leaning against. Loosely rinsed. Groin sweat. And they are inside out. And I think that's the cod piece there that you were leaning against. <laughs> oh, yeah, I was wearing a cup, probably. You were like leaning against my cup catch. Oh, Josh. All right. Well, it was all there from the get go. You actually didn't freak out like I had remembered. You, you, instead, you issued a poetic, what did you say? Loosely rinsed groin sweat? Correct. Okay, I remember this theme song. Just arpeggiators on overdrive. That's a catchy beat, though. This is when we were really pushing our natural nature. It's a natural podcast. Yeah, clearly. Oh, the breakdown part is even better. I don't. You probably don't remember it, do you? I think it's coming up. I'm sure. It's a really long intro. Oh, here it is. And so natural. That was the one on our other button that we had. We had the NA button, and then we had the button that said so natural, and it had a little owl. So natural indeed, Mark. <laughs> Welcome to Natch, episode... God, it's all, it's all the same. Oh, saying my name, wait. And the winner is... We'll find out, won't we, Mark? We're going to get to the bottom of it. Our first awards show. But uh, first, as always, we need you to whisper in your lover's ear. Wow, the tagline. That 
text the sound hook. Three. Wait, what was the tagline? Whisper in your lover's ear what? Just whisper? Welcome to Natch. Whisper in your lover's ear. Instead of like tell your friends to listen to the podcast, we wanted you to whisper it into your lover's ear. Hey, you should listen to that. That's over there. Three, yeah, three, five, four, eight, six, eight, seven, seven. Can't get this guy. Why? What? <laughs> you used to give out your phone number. Working on Alex Bogusky on Instagram. Alex, did you get an <laughs> Wait, that's weird. You were just looking at Alex Bugeski's Instagram. This is not a photo of him, though. It's, earring of, uh, it's not, but Mark. The awards right there. I think Why a minute ago. Hold on. Let, let me just. Let me just. It's an old phone number. It is, but check this out. Just a minute ago, what what sound cues swelled? Which sound hawk? Before that, what sound cue did you hear? Was it the tarot sound card? Was it or sound cue? I think it was a sound cue that invites the mystic into the room and then what happens you're hearing us look at alex alex bugeski's instagram i was trying to figure out what's up with that before alex. we hit record you were looking at alex bugeski's oh instagram my God. that's not for nothing man no way yeah what are you doing are these even the natchies to me if i remember it the Natchez? Did you say Natchez? Listener, do you remember this? Do you remember this? What's coming? Nobody knows what's coming. Don't worry about it. I know what's up ahead in the road there. Look. Do you see it? A big pile of Skittles, Mark. Sports show. Our NFL insider. Are you just skipping around? Hiatus, <laughs> which is strange because it's the middle of football season. I guess, I guess we'll what? It's always you. <laughs> to briefly, uh, and you sounding exhausted by it. I think I was... You were last. Well, no, my brother was last. <laughs> the brothers were dead last. I was 12. Wow, quite a showing after your first place finish last year. You can just live from the oh, combo bar. Yeah. I like remember it. when I from won the that? Bar. That would be almost a companion piece to episode live music, which was the second best episode of 2017. <laughs> is, it, is it a? It's just a cava bar. Or is it called cava bar? Very easy to fillet. You just cut along the the uh, tail, and you cut. Oh, monkfish! They look like a, almost like a loin, like a pork loin, just a big. Ropey hunks of meat, man. <laughs> that was, I remember I, I processed an entire monkfish and made stew. You don't drink out of the brooks. A booyah base. For me, is that, that has different fish, doesn't it? Oh, yeah, you got to filter that, don't you? I do. Yeah. But maybe it's just because you, you're not used to drinking. Like, people have been pooping by it for decades. What? Oh, God. China? Japan? Maybe? I don't know. Text! Bex. The Bex text to the SoundCloud. Oh, my goodness. The best text to the Soundhawk in 2017, and I quote... Was it the only text to the Soundhawk? No! Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, dude, this might change your life. There's so many exclamation points. Probably not, but maybe. Oh, this is a okay, text from so Courtney Cagle, I think. Organically things, if you wish, or whatever, you fancy fuckers. He knows. Cut the top off them shits, and then cut them shits in half. Microwave them shits like five to ten minutes. Make them shits soft. Yeah. Why don't you do it in his voice? Uh, no. Oh. I like your impression. Here, this or is your my favorite interpretation. Remember, actually, we call the episode this. Here's the bangers. Yeah, here's the bangers. <laughs> here's the bangers. Oh yeah, the interlude. Uh, who is that? Anyway, tenderloin, spiritual cramp. Oh, yeah, spiritual cramp. Oh, and tenderloin. Wasn't I talking about monkfish having a tenderloin? You're, there's so much mysticism. You're trying so hard to just stop and... What, you just want to listen to this nonstop? I'm not stop for like 30 minutes? It's like a, it's like, like you do with the clips at the front, only I'm doing it in real time. It's like you're doom scrolling. <laughs> Our content. Bathroom stall interview. 
Come on, man. Can we talk about the show at all? You don't. You don't have to raise your hand. You're in control. You've got the mic right there. Who is oh, that? Wait, you found it. Thanks, Neil. I mean, wait. This is the interview. You found it. I've been looking for this. Uh, everybody should go check you guys out. Uh, Remember, we pretended we were interviewing Neil Gottlieb in a uh, urinal, <laughs> like in a bathroom stall. <laughs> yeah, three zero zero eight. And uh, hey, they got some new products. They're launching new stuff at this show: a lemon wafer sandwich and a triple chocolate. Oh, this is an Expo West, I think. Maybe this is best live segment of the year. Probably. Now I understand why you don't do this in front of a live studio audience. Fair point, Neil. Fair point. <laughs> Wait a minute. This was, this was all doctored, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. It was from the well, interview we did with Neil, and then we like we found choice cuts, and we made up a new dialogue that was right. happening right. while we were peeing. I think this you, is pre-AI. Here's how you and I go into the bathroom. We start peeing. And then you're like peeking over the stall and you see, or no, we see the ice cream pants wadded up around his ankles because he's in the bathroom <laughs> stall. So we interview him over the door. In the fake segment. Yes, that was. But the real, not, se- the, the real, real se- segment, remember he came over and we interviewed him upstairs. You in, just, in the we just room. clipped it. Got it. We just took some of the, like, now I understand why you don't do it for <laughs> a live studio audience. Hugs. I can get out there and live. I'm a survivor. Expo West 2017. Oh, Neil, wow. Survivor. What an enduring clip that is. I love that guy. So, no! All right, fine. So now I've been watching The Office, The American Office, and you know what? You could watch that with the kids. That one's really funny. Nine episodes, nine seasons? I haven't even seen, like, half of them. So I'm kind of... Fascinating. Okay. And then, I... I uh, what do you do? Anything? Let me, let me tell you a little more. Please. No. Um, you know... You're, you're wise. You've been through trials. You're circumspect. Yeah, almost over here. But look at your perspective, Mark. Are you looking at the, the world blood is rushing to my head? That's right, Mark. That little head of yours is Thanks, full of Josh. blood. <laughs> full of blood. And you're blood I went there. Because you're trapped in your mind, Mark. Here it is. Yeah, it's all, all right, I'm not... In your head. Either there's cosmic energy in the air or we just talk about the same shit incessantly. <laughs> Because you were, I was just giving you a different version of the Briar Patch assessment. Uh, that's right, Oof, Mark. What a show! Wow, we run in small circles, don't we? We just like running around into the same little topics. That was a great one. But hey, the Golden Atchcons might be worth a all right re re listen. Check this out, Mark. I have an assignment for who? There's two major innovations that I would love to bring to nine thousand. Now we've been taking a journey through past iterations. Uh, past versions of this podcast. Yeah. Some things have changed. Clearly, some things have not changed even in a little bit. Yeah. So, next iteration, Mark, we've talked about this video. Uh oh. You know, we rally. Gam Cam. We need Gam Cam. So, we need to get some investment money together because that's going to be a cool $250 a year. But I think it'll pay for itself, Mark. So we get the video version up and running. That's one thing we need to do. But then here's the other thing we need to do. We're going to train our own LLM. <laughs> yeah. We'll start with a basic general model, and then we will train it. Oh, just feed it the sound On the account. archive, bro. On the whole thing. And then we could rig it up so that it's like a text-to-speech even. Or, well, how would that work? Or we wouldn't even need that. We could just talk to the LLM and be like, LLM, 
When was the last time? Can we give it a cute name? How many times have I told we? Yeah, we call it like Natchbot or something. <laughs> Natchy. Hey, Natchy. But the point is, we could just ask it. Like, hey, when? Can you find the first time that I told Mark that he needed to be more flexible in his thinking? And then it could find the clip, and it could it could have a little voice. It could say, you know, hey, I found a two minute segment in episode three. Would you like me to play it for you? Well, yes, we would. <laughs> so we could we could do research into our own podcast, both in our free time and live on air. So you you imagine those two elements peppered into this project, and you tell me, you tell me who's who's going to want another bite, everyone. <laughs> You can tune in. You can see us in action, well lit. You can see the gam cam. We're interacting with cutting edge technology. About That's our, when everything about our own aligns. archive of content. Well, I know, but there's so much content. There's so much thought leadership buried in there, and I feel like it's like one of those things, you know, that happens out in the universe where certain stars align and it creates these magic moments. Or these Serendipity. It's an alignment, Mark. A cosmic alignment that I think will propel us. Who's got the game cam going right now? Well, I think we might need two game cams because <laughs> clearly I'm getting excited by this idea because, whoa, um, you know, just a thought, Mark. They're great thoughts. Okay. Well, you know. I mean, once you have that tool, well, we can, and we sky's also, the limit. We've proven also that this podcast is all about innovation and rebirth. I mean, that's the first thing I would ask that Natchi bot. I'd say... Is it even possible to put a number on the on the instances in the archives of this podcast where we have innovated in the realms of food, technology, and fun? And <laughs> fun, <laughs> we could be food trends. We'll be we could just say, Natchibot, When was the first time we were talking about plant based? And well, it will go two thousand and one. Well, and I feel like also we could, if we wanted to, we when could be the- kind of petty, and we could have Natchbot prove that we were right first about exactly. so many things. That's Mark. that's my that's what I'm getting at. Okay, yeah, that we can prove that we are trendsetters, future casters. Yeah, and then I mean thought leaders, experts. Then that changes everything. Changes not a damn thing. Changes some things. <laughs> Inside the room, changes everything. Perception shifts. Yep. Publicly, perhaps. Maybe we should do that. Maybe we should like really just full on. Like never before? Growth market this thing. With a com- with total tongue in cheek. Like we'll set it up like we're too intellectual. That's what you should do in your, in our video. Ooh. Just like, just like a black room. We're both wearing black t-shirts and like we're just having like really weighty intellectual conversations. I, I got. I should show you. Uh, oh, I can take you behind the smoke scenes. weed. <laughs> Live on air. <laughs> Drink cacao shakes. <laughs> yeah, do that and then like oh. just growth market the hell out of the titles and. Oh yeah, use generative AI to just. Elon Musk crank. should watch this one. Crank on promotional content. Well, you know what's yeah. cool about Riverside too is like now. So here, you, here's here's what could happen: we could record an entire episode on video, and then it'll automatically generate little like one minute clips that you can oh. post to YouTube Shorts. Yeah, betcha. I mean, it does a lot of the work for you. So then maybe we just crank get another. 
another bit of generative AI <laughs> cranking on the, on the posts, you know, for the social medias. We could do that too. Yeah. Pole position, Mark. I like this idea of uh, all for the no benefit. Cheek for no benefit, just I mean, to prove that we can do it. Yeah, just to prove that we could attract thousands of tens of millions of listeners. Yeah, for at least one episode. Least one like, episode. Okay, <laughs> okay, dipping out. Well, maybe the idea has legs, though. If it was just a parody, maybe this idea—it's not just legs. Maybe this idea can hover of its own accord. And are there any parody? I'm sure there must be. Attempted like I'm. I'm thinking full on SNL skit style. Oh, you want to completely shift parody of like Rogan or even the more intellectual. Oh, I see. Cabal. I see, like a parody. But then, the, the, but then every issue is just a weighty topic. Josh and Mark tackle AI. What well, would be funny Josh too? Josh and like, Mark tackle love. You know what would be kind of funny to do is like maybe we have it right promotional content. It's called Josh and Mark Tackle. That is all about clickbait stuff like that. And then maybe we even generate a few phony clips where we're actually acting the haughty intellectual ah. that lures them in. But then when they get there, it's actually just this. <laughs> no, we, yeah, we do like 10 minutes. We do 10 minutes of the in there. And then we just go cut and come and do this for the rest of the show. Well, here's what's oh, making man. me laugh. You mentioned like the all black uh, thought leader thing. So in there, I have a big black curtain. Yeah. And I've been adjusting the lighting for when I'm recording for the Invisible Machines podcast. Of course. Um, and so I was recording yesterday and I had this black t-shirt on against the black. And I was like, I'm. you know what? I feel like it's when I plug the lights in, you'd be surprised at how dim they are. Hmm. Because the black, you know, sucks up so much light. It's it's inter- interesting, but I dimmed them even further yesterday. So I was like, like literally this floating head <laughs> and I was recording intros for the most recent episode of the podcast. I recorded like four of them and through the whole recording, there was a lot of in my tummy, you know, my tummy was gurgling. It wasn't picking it up on my, oh, okay. but I'd had a lot of fiber, a lot oh, of coffee. Oh. And so a lot of gurgling. So I finished the fourth take. I'm like, Two of those I know were bangers, absolute bangers, Mark. So I lean forward, I turn off record, I hit the stop record, and as I lift up my finger, I let out a pretty big fart. <laughs> and so I'm like, "Woo, that one just under the wire, huh?" And then I just sent the link. Oh no! To our producer. Oh no! And he came back and he was like, uh, "Number three is great, and I love that little surprise at the end." <laughs> And he's like the rolling and laughing face. And so that I go back and watch it and I, I lean in and I, you see me press record and then, and then I like even make a face. I just go like my face scrunches up and there's like a little fart. <laughs> a, pro, a private fart was captured in the raw footage. <laughs> Well, I mean, what happened? Did it not stop till right after? It like literally, uh, you can see me. It looks like I press the button. Then I, my face scrunches up. There's the fart. And then that's it. It cuts like literally like as my you know, sphincter closes, oh, that's the great recording concludes. So. That is great stuff. That's <laughs> yeah, pretty good. <laughs> Guys, what a great response. I really like the surprise at the end. Oh, man. 
Uh, I guess I could show it to you. I'll show it to you. Yeah, I want to see that. <laughs> That's pretty good. I do want to see that. <laughs> Everyone who's safe showed it to you. I've had to show them like three times. And there's just a lot of this, like what's happening now. And I didn't even show you. <laughs> Anyway, the but that's, that's what happens, right? I'm in there uh, trying to act the hottie intellectual. The reality of the moment. <laughs> and then I'm like, <laughs> if you do that cut and then it's this for the rest of the show. Well, uh, and my producer thought I'd done it on purpose. He's like, oh yeah, I thought you were like doing that for fun, like for me. Like, no, no. For me? <laughs> it was more like releasing. Who is this producer? That's almost sadomasochistic. Executive producer Elias Parker. Oh, he thought that was you. Thought you did that right? He thought I would because we we uh, we play around, we joke, okay. we have fun. Yeah, that's funny. It's not. That wouldn't like, be unusual necessarily like, for me to do that. Okay, sending it over to, the, to Ukraine and oh well, no, someone on the Ukraine team. Our video editor Mike uh, Mike Litmanov probably saw it too. I hope he got, I hope he got a chuckle out of the fart. I mean, <laughs> it happens. Everybody farts, Mark. Everybody, every hurts. single one of us <laughs> lets out that toot. So, Mark, since we're on the topic... All right, so that's massive innovation for the next episode. Everybody expect it. Well, now we're on the topic of artificial intelligence. Uh, we've talked about the Invisible Machines podcast a bit. We have an upcoming guest on that podcast. I'm going to try... I think I have the pronunciation right, but I can. I guess I can test run it here, can't I? Absolutely. Blaze Aguera y Arcas. Ooh. He is... He's done. He's given some wonderful TED talks. He's a fellow at Google Research. I think he's like a VP at Google, like in the AI department or wing or hovering, you know, space station, wherever all that stuff's nested. So he wrote this book called uh, Ubi Sunt. Ubi Sunt. Ubi Sunt. Don't know. Published by Hatton Beard. Uh, you know my yeah. friend JC of Stop Smiling fame. How did, how did that connection happen? Why? Because I still talk to JC. And you connected him? No, I didn't connect him. I was just talking to him. And maybe I was telling him about the Invisible Machines podcast. And he's like, you should have my guy Blaze on. We're working on this book with him. Uh, okay, got it. So he has this book, uh, Ubi Sunt, that came out earlier this year. Which must mean something. Yeah, and I probably should have reminded myself of that, knowing that you'd ask me. But uh, Ubi Sunt. he's got a, a new book on the way, too. Uh, Sometimes interpreted to indicate nostalgia, the Ubi Sunt motif is actually a meditation on mortality and life's transience. Very nice. A number, a number <laughs> of medieval European poems begin with this Latin phrase, Ubi Sunt, meaning where are they? And his new book, which is coming out in December, is called Who Are We Now? It's probably Ubi Sunt. If it's is it Ubi Latin? Sunt. Let's how do you pronounce it? Ubi Sunt. Pronunciation. Look at this. The internet, Josh. Why is this a minute long video? That's a bad sign. Ubi Sunt. British. Ubi, Ubi Sunt. Sunt. American. Ubi Sunt. <laughs> Ubi Sunt. American. Ubi Sunt. <laughs> Ubi Sunt. It's unanimous. Ubi Sunt. <laughs> it's unanimous. <laughs> All right, wonderful. Ubi, so this is poetry? This book is, this is an experimental text, Ooh. I would say. It has, like, I think it even opens with a presentation that he gives somewhere. Let's see. Well, 
so there's multiple things happening in this book. There's an, an engineer who's training a large language model in the midst of the COVID pandemic. So there's this this isolation element, but he you know has the company of this LLM that he's training. Mm. But then there's also like here's the transcript from a guest lecture at Singularity University. Hmm. And then there's like, you know, layout tricks, lots of imagery. Wow. Interesting book. And we're going to chat with him next week. So I thought maybe I would share some of the, some of the things in this book with you, Mark. See what it, (laughs) see what it does to you, to your mind. Semi O temporality, semi O, Oh, semi O temporality. Semi-temporality? Probably. This is good. I'm test-driving all these uh, difficult-to-pronounce things with my boy here. Uh, Abstract. Uploaded 1 October 2019. What Marx foresaw in the financialization and mechanization of labor, the annihilation of time and space, has come to pass. Mm. Long before his words attached burr-like to the fabric of reality, the late Paul Virilio, theorist of acceleration, put it this way. Man is present in this sort of time, not via his physical presence, but via programming. Our concept of time, Mark? Uh-huh. Our relationship to labor and work, is it programmed, Mark? Are we not born with it? No. Perhaps it is programmed into us by this society in which we take part. What do you think, Mark? Am I going to be the only one talking here? Uh, uh, Keep trying. All right. Here's another one. Oh, this is interesting. This actually tells you a bit about how LLMs work. Uh, 12 January 2021. I'm staring at the ceiling, falling in falling to sleep. On the dresser across the room, the laptop's lid is cracked just a few degrees. Oh, I hate that. So that it, too, doesn't go to sleep. As my eyes dark adapt, the light leaking out seems to illuminate the whole room. It flickers subtly as debugging arcana scroll over an unseen terminal window. He's debugging. He's debugging. It's disconcerting, talking to this thing, person, something else. Who's he talking to? Language model is what everybody's blandly calling it. The new generation of language models are trained using the Colossal Clean Common Crawl Corpus, or C4. The common crawl part means it's based on an archived copy of the whole web downloaded monthly by the friendly bots of commoncrawl.org, a 501c3 nonprofit leasing ungodly amounts of cloud storage. Hence, the colossal part. It's a really, really big... Is that true? I think so. You can go to the commoncrawl.org. I went there. Yeah. God. It's a really, really big public data set made out of every extant extant of human origin that can be accessed online without a login. Blogs and journals, comment threads, scans of old books and paper documents. Soon the data set will include other kinds of media too. That's my project, adding machine annotated transcripts of all publicly accessible audio and video. Isn't that what we were just talking about, Mark? Uploading the podcast. Training? Okay. The result is either the detritus or the spoils of modern human civilization. Both? 
I mean, it includes a lot of interesting stuff. All of Wikipedia, including all of the debates and flame wars between its editors. Huh. Lectures, course notes, interviews with famous and brilliant people, city council mini, city council meeting minutes, thousands of different hummus recipes, <laughs> random conversations, Reddit, people being assholes and morons sometimes, like we do. Many languages are represented, but English is vastly overrepresented, of course. Mm-hmm. Some compensation is possible, but it's an issue. I guess if somehow we were doing this exercise in Europe before the Reformation, the textual in the textual universe would have consisted mostly of church Latin and religious topics, which wouldn't have been very representative since most people couldn't read or write. Now it's Kardashians and nerds trading coding tips, which is also not very representative. Insert your own emoji here. A related issue, the clean qualifier. A crude attempt has been made to filter out the worst assholery as well as porn and other supposedly dodgy topics. It's a bit like the view of the web you'd get on a computer with one of those nanny filters installed. What's being filtered out worries many of us, as well as what's being left in. And most of all, who decides and how. For certain purposes, cleaning works okay as a stopgap, but it's clearly not ideal. It's also far from clear what doing a better job would even mean. Anyway, given the C4, we can train neural networks using enormous da- using this enormous enormous data set to predict held out pieces of these articles or conversations. As in, if I cover up parts of a text, can you guess what's under my hand? Are you enthralled, Mark? You want me to keep reading? Are you? I mean, I like the fact Are you ready to react? A, yeah, I mean, there's a visual there. Mm. He's going to bed, can't fall asleep. His de- debugging his laptop or whatever. But isn't the isn't the real unspoken truth here that these cleaned LLMs, these chat GPTs, oh, wow, you want the real stuff. You're going to get the one. When you train the one internally, you're going to clean it or are you going to leave it unclean? Raw. I guess it would depend on what your use cases are, right? And do you want, Mark, what makes more sense for the world? Every company has its own uh, common crawl, massive LLM. Company boat, or, right? yeah, do you have an ecosystem where you're drawing core predictive knowledge, general information from, uh, it could be a public LLM. It could even be like government you, regulated. You gotta, Each country could have their own LLM there's gonna be so that many. was representative of their culture and knowledge. So many. So you have that to build from. So as a company, maybe you can use. You've got one that complies with a compliant public LLM. You have that piece, and then then you you, got the dirty one inside. And then securely, you're training it, or parts of it, or somehow it's interacting with your own Mm. version of an LLM that's trained on everything you know, every everything, every bit of scrap of data within your company. Dark web. Depending on your line of work, Mark, I guess dark web could be in there. But I mean, they found like uh, an LLM that's got heavy marbling of Reddit mm-hmm. tends to be kind of assholish because mm-hmm. there's a lot of kind of assholery happening on Reddit. Yeah, what's the vibe on Twitter these days? X. X. Anything goes. Anything goes. It's great. Ubi sent. Ubi skunt. You want me to read some more? Are you good, Mark? 
I want like a poem. Is there like a... Sp- well, there was this other section that I wanted to... Yeah, give me one more Ubi skunt. Sunt. Um, oh, here we go. This is interesting. I, won't re- I guess I won't read the whole thing, but but visually that's kind of cool. So 52920 is the date stamp on this. Genre and time in English stories. Torn fragment scanned 29 May 2020. Although there were invasions and catastrophes along This is the- what? Torn fragment scanned? It's like he hand wrote something? Well, I mean it's typed in the, you know, it's in the same typeset as the rest of the book, but when you get to the end of the section part of it's missing, Mark. It's literally a torn page. So that's what we're talking about. You can feed it actual documents, scans of books, fragments of thinking. Feed what? The LLM. We're back on the LLM. It's a torn fragment. It was scanned and fed to the LLM. Got it. Although there were invasions and catastrophes along the way, the ebb of Roman civilization was on the whole slow and tidal. It took centuries. Rome was distant. Everyday life local livestock crops markets church oh i'm sorry rome was distant everyday life local livestock crops markets church so in the people's histories of the 20th century it became fashionable to theorize that in the fall of civilization or in darkenment might have been a non-event on the ground life went on with tributes accruing to a regional lord rather than an imperial tax collector. This view is at once populist and cynical. It supposes that people's eyes are ever on the ground before them, that they lack a sense of the wider world as it is, as it was, and as it might be elsewhere. The earliest surviving English poetry from the 8th or 9th century tells another tale. The Ruin, written on two leaves near the back of the Exeter book, Describes structures likely corresponding to those at Aqua Solis, a Roman city of bath. Is that a bathhouse? Like a whole bath city? I wonder if that's what that means, Mark. This book is intriguing, is it not? A hundred miles west of London, the poet reverences these as the abandoned works of advanced alien civilization. And the welders and the rights. I can't read this. Earth grip (laughs) holds them. Gone. Long gone fast in the grave's grasp while 50 fathers and sons have passed. I could go, I could go on. You could go this on. torn what fragment. Uh, uh, well, oh, you, <laughs> when you're living through it, I can't, I can't decide what the point was. Well, I mean, meaning, Everyone assumes that you're aware of the the Middle Ages, the Dark Ages, when he. I think this. I think the line was it was just happening, right? Like you, oh, you're paying your lead instead of lead, instead of lieges to the Roman Emperor, you're paying them to your local uh, fiefdom dude, <laughs> <laughs> right? But then I thought the point was no, that they were well aware of the thing, and I'm I'm taking it to our present time. Yeah. The apocalyptic fervor. Well, a civilization seems to be on the brink. Yeah. You're kind of aware of it, but you're also just living your life. But also, we have access to so much more information now. His point then was like, most of these people, a lot of these people couldn't read or write. How much context could they really have? Something would happen, Uh, and you might not hear about it for a year. 
It's not like it is now where something happens. Wouldn't that be nice? And you hear about it before anyone's even been able to process it or contextualize it or perhaps even verify that it's real. I was... And you're hearing about it. I was sitting in my little room at night. Chilling in your crib. Study. I was studying some uh, jazz theory. Of course you were. I had Netflix on and it just started going, you know, it was going through things and giving me snippets and the Mark Marin stand up. Oh, okay. Where there was this segment about, he said, remember when like you, the, the gist of this was you would get home at the end of the day, look over at your answering machine, seeing if it was blipping or not. And somebody would be able to get you some information nine hours after they had, (laughs) you would come home excited. Like I got a message. Who called me? Nine times out of ten, it was a fax machine or some crap like that. But then, it's just—it it was just a shocking sort of realization of how different it's become. Wow. Like when you were unavailable to anyone, and that wasn't a problem during work, you would go to—I well, mean, some work. You would go to work. Nobody could get a hold of you. <laughs> His particular skit, which was funny, was he's trying to remember the name of George Washington Carver, and he's like. The, the idea being that you have this moment, you can't look it up. Like, potato, d- uh, peanut butter guy, peanut butter guy, three names. Walking around your office yelling at people, do you know who I'm talking about? I can't remember the name. Calling somebody from his office phone secretly. The guy leaving him, a- <laughs> the end of the skit is that he gets home, plays, and the guy's like, I'm at the library. You sounded really freaked out. George Washington Carver, George Washington Carver. That's the thing. You would have to go to the library. Don't you look at? I look at that with nostalgia. Like that would be, that would, I would be totally okay with that. It was kind of nice. Yeah, it was kind of nice, and you could just be out and about. No one knew where you that were. Is, there, there's something about the natural pace of the human mind and human life where, like, that works. This doesn't work. Well, and also, does is it better to be dimly aware oh, of Josh. a darkening, is it, it an darkenment, or is it? Because I'd, I'd argue that we are at the other We're end of the spectrum. In the full light of it. We're overwhelmed with not just the. We are having the intellectual parody podcast. We <laughs> it's happening. <laughs> I need to get the black sheets. We need to find you. Oh, Tate, you have a black shirt on under there. I do. We could leap right into that mode. Uh, Is it better to be what? Dimly okay, but, lit okay. in the dark decline no, no, no. So, of civilization? So, so at one end, then, back in the Middle Ages, you're maybe dimly aware. That an endarkenment is uh, is, uh, <laughs> is imminent, right? Like, like that the end is coming. Yeah. The end is nigh. Or you're like hyper aware, not right. only to like that the end is nigh, but that it could come a hundred different ways. Yeah, but you have no control. So in many different situation. flavors. Oh, but perhaps you do. There are certain things that individuals could do, both to you know change their own behaviors. At least, in, let's just think in terms of like climate change or that's, something. That's right? another piece of that Mark Marin skit. So you could change your own behaviors. He's like, we for stop. the betterment. He said. But then there's also the, the we stop bringing our own bags. We stop bringing our own bags to the grocery store. We did that. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't work. That's it. Maybe, maybe the straws. Maybe the straws. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I think I like that special. But there, there are Born in the background. It was a good special. But there, I feel like there are... Josh, to be okay, dimly there. lit in the pending endarkenment or caught in the harsh light 
of knowledge trapped in the despair of an inability to act. There it is. But, okay. Josh and Mark Tackles, episode one. I feel like Tackle the endarkenment. But it's like you, you do these things, like <laughs> like you're joking about the straws and the bags, to feel like you're having an impact, but then you're not seeing the impact. Right. But it's because there's another ingredient that's missing, and I think that's probably has something to do with community and human connection oh, Josh. and people like agreeing on problems and how to solve them. Right. And I feel like that's become increasingly difficult, even though there's this whole technology matrix that's purporting to kind of create more of a global village which at times it does like you can now see things happening in mm. real time and learn about you can it can be an empathy engine mm-hmm. but it can also be too much right or or it seems like seems like maybe deceptively yeah the to keep us dumb the amplification of the negative effects are overpowering the empathy engine quite often spark a dude bro <laughs> Cracked it wide open. <laughs> I think we tackled that shit. All right, let me let me leave you with. Uh, I, I'm darkened. enjoying reading so much. Well, I don't have anything. The only thing I have in the uh, show doc here is uh, remembering Jay Marvin and an interlude and a Doctor Bronner's product introduction. Okay, so I guess we got a little time here. It depends on how long you want to go. You know, when you do the parody intellectual podcast, it's got to go at least four hours. Yeah, I mean, our last podcast we went almost two. We did. It was long, so That's I feel like right. maybe we were like dipping our toe in that. Uh, yeah, pool. I think we're headed into it. We're going to the main. I think it's not just the toe; it's full gam. We're in it up to our gams right now. You know what's next? iteration? Question mark. Uh oh. Question mark? No question mark. Mark. Punctuation. Question mark. Are there still people down there? <gasps> of course, the cities have shrunk, but some of them still glow at night. Shrunk. Those could just be lights on cycles turning on and off. Nobody home. That couldn't last. Electricity would fail. There are many other signs also. Cars or things like cars moving. Maybe just carts. People walking too. Not as many as there were, but the numbers have stabilized. And processions, sometimes. These aren't hallucinations? No, this is real satellite data. That's why it's not very resolved. It's so hard to guess what's really going on now what they look like, and what they're talking about. It would be ungrounded speculation. It's just uncanny. In the raw feed, the people are blurry, flat, and silent like ghosts. They generate no data as if they're not real. What is reality? I'm the one who's supposed to ask those questions. Now we've learned everything we can from the ruins. Those roles don't make sense anymore. It's time, then. Time to use the materials to build a new. <laughs> you like how I did that? See, that's why we need a video version. I, I those last three, I didn't need to look because they were in me, and I threw, I cast the wow. text away well lovingly, well as not to injure it. Wow! But as to make my intellectual point, Mark, who I am earning this black T-shirt today, are are I not? Are I not? Am not, I not? Not aren't I? Be not our I? What does yours say? It says perfect circuit. Perfect circuit. Which is a 
synth store in LA. Of course it is. A bespoke synth. It's also the name of my new intellectual dark web podcast. Ooh, starting, launching now. Perfect circuit. In this room. The endarkenment. <laughs> the endarkenment. <laughs> so I'm excited. I'm excited next week to welcome Blaze uh, you've got to like the much a, more professional and dialed down, no, Invisible Machines podcast. Well, he's going to know about this before you, he's, he's common crawling. He's going to find this. That's true. He's going to get some Maybe alert. I'll bring that up. He's going to get some alert. I'll say, Blaze, like one of my other podcasting partners and I were talking about you. Did it come to your attention? Yeah. Did the common crawl scoop that up? That's assuming he's paying attention and trying to get alerted. Uh, he might have an, uh, some sort of IDW or like he's automated sick. bot that. I mean, he's given us like, the hey, scene. Hey, someone laying in bed, staring at the stars. His cracked laptop lid's going to go ding. Someone mentioned you on a strangely persistent <laughs> podcast. <laughs> For some reason, strangely persistent. Well, it exists against its better judgment, almost. That is a great description. <laughs> a strangely persistent podcast. That was a bit of ideation oh, coming to gosh. a close. This ideation brought to you by. Today's interlude, which features, uh, what's the name of the band, Mark? Heroic. Heroic Struggles. Struggle? Struggles? Struggle? And the song we're about to hear is called I'm Life. It's from 1988, I think. I mean, we're going back, Mark, into the into the archives. <laughs> The statements of the new music come out of a deep personal anguish and lead us to a future. Heroic struggles. I'm life. Yeah. There's mud in rocks inside my mouth. I won't be punched around. I'm turned on corrosion, attending a parade. I sat and watched the pretty things with the faces from the dead.
singing a parade. I sat and watched the pretty things pick the faces from the dead. Inside a cannot picture I live with reincarnation Where death is non-existent Lies black and green and red Mud underneath the bridge I'm rocking, sliming, passing blood I'm life eternity struggles speaking of welcome back to 9000 strangely persistent strangely persistent podcast struggling struggling heroically since eight years ago nine years ago bro this is a legacy good question so you mentioned in sometimes mark we banter during the interlude no disrespect to the musicians involved but you mentioned something about Josh crate digging into his finest. I wanted yes. so I was listening to another mix, uh, Lille Radio, French, of course. Synchronicities yeah. abound. You love it. And a song came on, and Nicole was enjoying it too. I was like, "Who? This voice sounds familiar. Who is it?" And then I was like, "I think I know who it is. I think that's Peter Ivers. Do you know Peter Ivers? Mm, he had no. this this amazing Peter Ivers song called Miraculous Weekend.'" 
Uh, I think it's definitely been on one of my holiday mixes. It had to have been at some point, but it, oh, like, it's like, ooh, you can miraculous weekend year? with you. So that was Peter Ivers' voice that you heard at the beginning of the inter- introducing the band Heroic Struggles. Oh. He was like a kind of a fabled L.A. musician. I think Muddy Waters called him the greatest harmonica player alive. Huh. He was a yogi. He was a black belt in karate. Were we not also talking about karate earlier? Mark, I can almost not take it. But anyway, this is where I hope the synchronicities end because he was bizarrely murdered in, in downtown LA, like in his studio or apartment, Ooh. I don't know, and unsolved. 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 Left. He was quite young. I think he was in his 20s. Left behind quite a legacy of music. Mm. But he was the host of like kind of a public accessy looking TV show called in LA called I think uh New Wave something Hold on, I've got it open here someplace. Uh New Wave Theater. Mm-hmm. And so I found the Heroic Struggle song cuz I was diving on Peter Ivers. I was like I want to watch New Wave Theater and I found a YouTube collection Best of New Wave Theater Volume 1. There are some gems, my friend. How many volumes are there if you want to dive in? I can't I don't I don't see Volume 2. Ooh. Maybe they never quite made it, but <laughs> not strangely persistent. But shout out to Peter Ivers. Gone too soon. Like true weird genius. Our kind of intellectual. I Our tell kind you what, of guy. Mark. He's in he's in uh, uh you know what was I gonna say? I don't know. <laughs> I think I told my Peter Ivers story. Well, speaking of memoriams. In memoriam. Memoria. Memoria. Remembering J. Marvin, Denver radio legend. Yeah, and that's kind of an old article. I think he died earlier this year. Uh, correct. But I didn't... I I was thinking, my friend Greg, who was my good friend in high school... The general. No. The king. The king. Yes, we called him the king. Uh, he had this weird habit. Anytime you'd ride in his car... Like, if we were riding in my car, I was always listening to music... I just always wanted to be listening to the hot jams, you know? But when he rode in Greg's car, he was usually listening to talk radio. Uh-oh. And even though he, like, vehemently disagreed with her opinion on everything, he was, like, obsessed with Dr. Laura. He would listen to Dr. Laura. So you'd be riding around with him, listening to Dr. Laura, and you'd be saying something to him, and all of a sudden you'd be like, what? Shut the fuck up! What are you doing? And you'd be like, what? And he's like, Dr. Laura, what is she talking about? That's the stupidest... I'm my kid's mom. Fuck you! And he would, like, go off. But he also like kind of like love. He was already triggered. He he came pre-triggered a lot of times. But he also kind of uh, he loved, or I don't know if he loved, but he listened to Jay Marvin a lot. And so as a consequence of that, I listened to Jay Marvin a lot. I don't think I know Jay Marvin. He was he he had a kind of a storied life. I I kind of scanned through that memorial and apparently had a lot of like mental health problems. I think it took a while to get properly diagnosed made him very cynical of the healthcare system in this country uh, but then he ended up on talk radio and he was on KHOW or something for a long time and then he got fired and ended up on kind of a more like fringe AM station but he was true to himself Mark he would have loved this podcast <laughs> but he used to call people STEM I remember if someone was stupid he'd call him like a brain STEM <laughs> But his shorthand, I mean, like you stem. 
That's STEM. Uh, so okay, so like true talk radio. Oh yeah, not NPR style, like Dr. Laura style. Yeah, yep, yeah, like talk radio. Hey, how? There we go. But then he got uh, AM seven sixty. Yeah, he got really sick. Had to leave the radio behind. But then he turned to the paintbrush. He became a, a painter and a poet. Initially thought he had a case of the flu in late 2009. Several days, he entered the hospital, had his gallbladder removed. Severe pain remained. Readmitted he was suffering from hepatitis, the kind associated with Bud Chiari syndrome. Don't know about that. To make matters worse, he had a large growth along his spine. Ay, ay, ay. Rough stuff. Ay, 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 ay. But a real one. He collapsed lung. To the end. Oh, boy. The mass was an anaerobic infection, one capable of growing without oxygen. Oh, yikes. Yeah, like every sentence is pretty brutal in that paragraph. This is bad. (laughs) All right, osteomyelitis and discitis, which means there was an infection between the bone and the disc. The T7 vertebrae crumpled or collapsed and was pushing on the spinal. That sounds so uncomfortable. Oh, they had an operation. Anyway, oh, there he is. David Sirota left. Why do I know that name? David Sirota. I'm realizing, Mark, I feel like I'm starting to almost drown under all the synchronicities. Oh, he filled his slot, David Sirota. But what this article describes, especially near the end of his life, is what, Mark? Peace and joy? A heroic struggle. And my melting rocks inside my mouth. I won't be punched punched. around. I won't be punched around. I won't be punched around. I won't be punched around. You know who won't be punched around? Who? Dr. fucking Bronner. Well, he's no longer alive. It would be hard to punch him. The spirit of Dr. fucking Bronner. Yeah, you're never going to connect on on a hit with that Uh, one. (laughs) I want you to know, Josh, looking for a vegan milk chocolate have you? I've been eating. I, th- I think we've already segmented on the Bronner's chocolates, haven't we? Uh, Josh, those are dark, dark chocolates. Oh, I'm sorry. They've come out with an oat milk chocolate line. Ooh, like a light chocolate, a vegan light chocolate. If you, I, I, you I've know had what? some, there they oh, there was one it? that I thought was matcha flavored because it was in a green package, a light green package. There it is. Uh, well, those chocolates are amazing. I love the Browner's chocolates. Are they still like thirty bucks a bar or something? No, Mark. They're a very reasonable five ninety nine or something. They go on sale a lot if you. All right. If you are a wise shopper who checks in on the deals at natural grocers, are you? Did I order my Thanksgiving turkey? Yes, I did, Mark. I'm glad you asked. Uh, well, that's that's not what I was asking because I believe that. Jenny has taken this client where she has to go into the office a few days a week. All of a sudden, I'm not sure we go to grocery stores anymore. Oh, are you one of those an Instacart Am- guys? Amazon. It delivered? Amazon stuff. Mm. Just shows up at the damn doorstep. Because your time's just too <laughs> important, huh? Yes! After introducing our first seven dark chocolates, that was me saying yes and yes from the article. Double yes. After introducing our first seven dark chocolate flavors, we paid close attention to the feedback from the all one community. One thing was clear. You wanted milk chocolate options. We were up for the challenge. We want to make sure it was the highest quality ingredients grown sustainably and regeneratively the Dr. Bronner's way. That's where oat milk comes into play. 
adds a natural sweetness and creaminess. And oats are part of a regenerative agriculture movement. With a significantly lower environmental footprint than a cow's milk chocolate. But oat, oats in particular, isn't that like a good thing to grow for soil health? I think it's well regarded. In the I would trust you to know, thought kingmaker, <laughs> thought king. How much are you? Get five dollars. What do we got? I want some flavors. Give me some flavors. Make this easy for me. There's a hazelnutty one or something, right? Up oh, here's a variety pack: creamy mocha latte. That one's good. Golden milk chai. Haven't had that one. No, wait. Yep, that one's good. Crunchy hazelnut butter. Haven't had that one. That one sounds good. Those first two bangers. Certified. You're gonna want so the green one you've had. Oh no, the. What is this? Mocha. Hold There's the a mocha. A creamy mocha latte. Yeah, I've had that one. There's I, did I say that one already? Sure did. What? I've Check what? the tape, man. Damn it. <laughs> well, you said latte. Crunchy hazelnut lattes. butter is the light green wrapper. Yep. That's the one that's a little misleading. I'm I'm not I'm not one to come down well, hard on Bronner's because I am I like to consider my si- myself part of the all one community. Oh, I just got the color wrong. Okay, golden but milk. That green one. It looks like it's going to be matcha, especially when in the product line you have a latte version that has like a coffee element to it. Yeah. If so what is the green in that same product line, Mark? People are going to think matcha. Is there a matcha one in the dark chocolate? I don't think so. But my point is, Mark. Why didn't got, I just say matcha? One. Didn't I say matcha some way? I must have said mocha. There is no matcha. Mocha. I know that's my point, Mark. <laughs> there's one that's like coffee based, that's like the color of a of a latte, and then there's a green one, but it's not matcha. It's hazelnut. Hazelnuts are not green. Interesting. This is my only, my only bone to pick with the product packaging and mark. Well, not the marketing, the packaging. I guess that's part of marketing. It's all marketing, Mark. <laughs> right? Come on. Are you with me? Yep. Where'd you go? I'm right here. All right, but you see what I'm saying? I, I think that it's mocha, and then I, but it's not. Well, you stem. <laughs> you stem. What that look like mocha to you? Six of them. You can get a variety pack for thirty, just thirty-two ninety-four, just under thirty-three dollars. You're talking five and change for six bars for per bar. But you know what? Like, I don't mind paying a premium price if I know that I'm contributing to a bottom line that is so tied in to the betterment of the planet, of society, of mankind, of animal kind, all kinds. Of of notchy butt kind. Notchy butt? What? Natchy butt. Oh, Natchy. (laughs) Natchy is all in. Natchy Natchy does agree with me, though, that the, uh, the green matcha confusion is real. Natchi ran, Natchi has such insane algorithms knocking around that you can actually, you can do user testing on generated models. You don't even need real people to get that kind of insight, Mark. Of course not. What do you think about that? Natchi butt? (laughs) Did I corrupt the data set with my matcha rant? (laughs) I'm just thinking, is that a a worthy enough topic for a future episode of... Josh and Mark tackle colon the endarkenment colon episode two the matcha problem <laughs> well, the matcha confusion I'm not sure matcha oh matcha murkiness it's not enough murky matcha 
<laughs> Murky matcha. I'm saying you got to ladder up from that. Something else like. Oh, it needs more. It's got to be something more of an existential threat than just a. In miss hewing a product package. I see. What, I see why it was difficult because the mocha latte takes that tannish Coffee. vanilla beige that you would probably want to use for a hazelnut almost. Mm. Right. Yeah. You got to go different. So you're ways. left. You're like, what do we do? Do we do light green? Everyone loves light green. Are they going to think mint? Nah, no one's going to think mint. But no one was there to ask the question. Hey, some people might think there's matcha in that. <laughs> do we care? Because our customer base, I guarantee you, there is a percentage that also has matcha powder in that same cart. Now, now there is matcha on the mind. Let's just pretend I was asleep for the beginning of this. This is a problem you faced in the aisle at the store, or you purchased it and brought it home and actually opened it? A couple things happened in the aisle of the store. This product, These products came out in a moment where we had collectively at least the parental units in this household decided let's stop buying Tony's Chocoloni and let's not just assume that every night after dinner we need to eat chocolate, even though it's delicious and we love it. Like, do we really need to be eating this much sugar? Probably not. So that was happening. So overall so reduction tempted, in the chocolate intake plus, yes. a, plus, plus a brand swap. And so I bought, okay. but in the midst of this... Uh, not rejection, but uh, realignment, hiatus, sabbatical from chocolate. Pivot? Uh, pivot? I'm not turning my back on chocolate. Uh, I'm not pivoting away. The pivot's going to come. This more is a, a soft step back. Like, hey, I see you. I love you, but just need some space. But I made a little room. I made a concession. I'm like, I'm going to get that latte mocha Bronner's. That's new. I'm getting that. Ooh, golden chai. I am getting that. The green one was not out yet. Or at least it wasn't oh, on this shelf. So I bought those bottom. two. Every, we enjoyed them. They when was it, When was this, by the way? Uh, a couple months ago. Mark, you know I'm an early adopter on those Bronner's things. Those haven't been out a couple months, have they? Well, uh, God, someone off, who actually goes I'm and off my game. peruses the aisles at Natural Grocers and doesn't just do it online. Could be. What are you, a lord? A lord? Are you a king? No! I know you're a king maker, but are you lordly now? You need to have your food delivered to you? Maybe you got... Did they get a sneak peek at wherever you were? Because this... November 6th is when this is... Bro, I had it a while ago. And so then I liked them a lot, but then the thing happened where we're like, no, let's... let's, That was delicious, but let's let's recommit. So then I go back, and then I see the green, and I'm like... Ooh, if that's matcha, I gotta get it. I got. Oh, but, but you then did look. I was like, oh, hazelnut. You look. I like hazelnut. Some of the people in this house don't like hazelnut as much, and I get complaints when I when I bought the other Bronner's hazelnut one. I was like, oh, oh, you got the hazelnut one? Oh my god! Like, you know, eat my ass. But <laughs> but this person also doesn't like Nutella, so it tracks. Like, there's a hazelnut aversion. That's real. I retract that last comment. Yeah, you take that back. I don't know who I'm talking about. <laughs> Better I not tell you, Mike. <laughs> okay, it's not appropriate. Better they not know. <laughs> but. So you did buy, okay, so you you had your little sort of insider early peak somehow at this chocolate. <laughs> yes, they had it on the shelves. I now, when you bust out a chocolate bar after dinner, is it everybody gets a segment? Okay, so if it's a that's what's tricky about the Tony's. How chocolone. many are in there? You've had a chocoloni only here. 
but oh, but but the most was, haphazardly segmented bar on the market. Right. Like the cuts look like they were just made at random. Right. So it's not like you can break off totally even pieces, which poses a problem a little bit. Sure. So it's like a few little chunks. Equity and inclusion at the dinner table. Now Browners, Browners, they don't want to have quite as much uh, discord, but but oh. I'm pretty sure there's an odd number of segments in that Browners bar, so it gets a little tricky to share. I'm gonna guess there's one. Two, but in, if, if if we crack open a Browners bar, uh, maybe eight. Everyone's trying to get two, and I think there's seven. I think that's where it falls apart. Uh, I see. There's four of us. Everyone wants two segments. There's only seven. That's the. Uh, that's so the still parents the... end up splitting one because <sighs> we're suckers. I guess. <laughs> oh wait a minute. Each kid gets two, and each parent gets one and a half. <laughs> Sometimes, unless I unless unless I feel like putting my foot down and be like, no, damn it. <laughs> I went to the store and bought this. I'm going to have the two. <laughs> Me and my bride are going to have the two. My life partner. Uh-huh. It's not my property. Let's be clear on that. <laughs> I, was, I wasn't confused. Well, first time listeners might not know. <laughs> first time listeners who are this deep in. <laughs> they just can't get enough. All right. So there's one bar per dessert session. You're well, not, you don't ever break out two bars. A do you? Tony's Chocoloni would make it over two nights because those are big. Yeah. That's a honking bar right there. So, but not a Bronner's bar. But Never the Bronner's bar, I feel like it's, I'd be, I'd it's be coconut worried. sugar. Yeah. So it feels a little less, like a little less of an indulgence. You know, it's not like kicking your, it's not hyperglycemic or whatever. Yeah, your blood sugar hits a little spot. That's right. You know, yeah. when I think of coconut sugar, I always think of Greg Bagney when we were at that yeah, well, in that episode where we went to Costco with him. He was like, coconut sugar, great. Low glycemic. <laughs> I put this on my oats. I put it on. <laughs> well, they have great a product. They have an investment in one of those, too. Big trees. That's still around. They make my very favorite cocoa amino acids. Yep. I love those, too. And I think in that episode, I was like, why aren't those in the big container here? What happened a few months later? Big container. It all it it started on Natch, Mark. What were they in before? Smaller containers, like little glass, like like that big. Yeah, and now they're big. Oh yeah, like maybe like a twelve ouncer or something. Good for them. Something that would last you. I I have a one of those big forty ounce whatever. It almost looks like a forty of cocoa aminos up there, and they last a while. Got to tell you, yep, great product. Great product. <laughs> great product. Great episode. Great, great episode. Did we get through everything? That's it. Yeah, there were only two things. It's such a light document. It's so unusual for us. Especially in like, there's so much news happening. Yeah, but look what it did. It gave us the room to completely reimagine the show. Not just the show. Life. The world. Yeah. Ubisoft. I keep waiting for you to get up to cut. Oh, I thought I I was just enjoying myself so much. I didn't want it to end. Oh, it doesn't have to end. I feel like, is there something more we need to say? I mean, not on the page. I mean, I mean, okay, we've already established that this rumpus room, this elongated basement room, is a cauldron of cosmic energy, of synchronicity, of metaphysicality, Mark. We're in a rare moment right now. We are in the thick of the stew. Is there anything else, (laughs) knowing that this power is at our fingertips... That you'd like to discuss or know about, or should I just go ahead and hit stop, Mark? Because my finger's on the button. I don't. Th- I wouldn't screw with it. Yeah, let the serendipity. That's a good point. Don't get greedy. Don't get greedy. <laughs> <laughs>